Good morning, good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and uh, happy Friday. And I'm actually very astounded. My voice sounds amazing. You guys, oh my goodness. So I'm so sorry I had to wait to the last minute for the Taurus um, sex and relationship episode because um, you guys on the new moon... I mean, the new moon, woo. The full moon of Scorpio eclipse, you guys. Woo. You know how people say, oh, Florida? I'm just going to say, oh, Taurus season. And don't get me wrong, you guys. Taurus season was amazing to me. You know, in career and finances and all that good stuff. Other than that, health-wise, um, no, no. And for some reason, the last three years, it just hasn't been um, actually longer than that, to be honest. Uh, but it just it just fucked me up. And, it, and once again, um, I'm not just blaming that, but for one, the full moon started my period, like, I think four days early. Did I say the new moon again? The full moon? What the fuck, Tasha? But anyways, it started my period early. I know, gentlemen, TMI, but I just gotta, I just gotta explain. If any other, you know, any other, you know, ladies feel that way, like, because that shit started early. Uh, But on that day, you know, I went and I cooked, you know, it, it it was totally like a very Torian day. I went to the grocery store because I was cooking this big dinner for like my husband, everyone, the fam and stuff. Um, and as I went to the market, I kid you not, I felt amazing that whole morning. As I went to the market, I felt like I got punched in the leg. I was like, damn, I was like, why is my leg hurting? You know what I mean? Why does it feel like my, my muscle is sore? It's kind of like I strained it. That's what it felt like. Like I just like worked out hell bad in like my right thigh. And then as I was going, you know, cause it was raining really hard that day. I was like, it got really cold. And I was like, Oh, I was like, it's, it's chilly. I was getting cold. And then as I got home, I'm packing the food. My back was really sore and hurting. Like my, the muscles were painful. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Then I started to get really like body chills and cold and weak and no energy. Um, my nose started running really bad, um, like bad nasal drips and stuff. And I was like, oh no, you know, I'm coming down with a cold or something. So I barely made it through doing my full moon ritual, barely, because I was that, I was that drained because I had no energy at all. So I was like, I'm not going to let this, you know, I want to set, you know, I want to release and do a little shadow work on what I'm releasing. So I did that. And then, um, you know, my husband's like, yeah, you should just, you know, go to bed and stuff. And and I was like, yeah. So yeah, I was like completely sick that day. And then the next day, you know, I, this is the, this is my fourth time recording this episode. That's how bad it was. Next day, my voice is kind of shitty. Um, I'm starting to get like a little like cough here and there, but not bad. And then I feel like 
I can't eat. Like, food would make me nauseated. Um, you know, I, I held all my medicines except for the ones that are important because I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like I was hit by a truck. I felt terrible. And so I was like, I hope I don't have the virus. So I took a test on Monday and it came out negative. But then Monday night... You know, as the night, as the day went through, I was getting worse. And then by Monday night, you guys, I grabbed a hold of my husband. I was like, I can't, br- I can't breathe. Like, I could not breathe. Like, my lungs felt so full and I was hacking up all this cr- crunchy looking yellow phlegm. And at that point, I was like, mm, maybe I got pneumonia. And as I, I mean, anytime I set up, you know, I was dizzy everything else I felt lightheaded um I had like a low grade fever just like a hundred and everything and yeah I, I couldn't breathe and I felt like I was trying to pass the fuck out like literally so I had a usually I go to a different hospital like I go to St. Joseph's but I couldn't even make it there you guys I had to go to St. Clair's and I hate St. Clair's because they're they're not good they're not good to me in my opinion but um so I went there, I told them what was going on and everything, so they did tests and stuff, and they were like, oh, you're gonna have to do another corona test, and I was like, okay, fine, you know, because I'm thinking this is probably just pneumonia, because even the doctor said that, they're like, oh, it kind of sounds like, uh, do you have issues with pneumonia? I was like, yeah, I do, I, I sometimes have walking pneumonia and no symptoms until, like, my side would hurt really bad, and my lung would be almost, like, kind of halfway filled or whatever. They did that, they did all the imaging stuff, and get pulled in, and they're like, you have the coronavirus, so, you guys, the coronavirus, it got me, it finally got me, after two times of being exposed and not getting it, um, I kind of had a gut feeling, because especially when I got up that night, I was like, this, you know, this either has to be a very bad, um, a very bad uh, pneumonia, or... I will not be surprised if, you know, that comes out, you know, you know, if that, if that's a possibility because, um, how I was feeling and, um, yeah, it happened and I'm not surprised because, um, I found out, uh, how I got it is because remember how on my new moon, oh my gosh, why do I keep saying the new moon? The full moon episode of Scorpio, I I believe I mentioned in there that I was taking care of, I was running errands for my mom because she was sick, right? Um, and so uh, I was taking care of her and then all of a sudden after that I feel sick and then I have found out afterwards as well that she too has the coronavirus. So that's who I had gotten it from. And um I didn't know, she didn't know she had it. It, it. She had gotten it from her job. Her, I guess her job had an outbreak that no one really told her about. But she was wondering why a whole bunch of people were missing. And then it was just, you know, like, recently when they called her and was like, yeah, you probably got it from here because, you know, um, when she had to call on them no and everything. And um, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I figured because you guys know I'm having gut issues. And I, that's why I told you guys gut health is so fucking important (laughs) important oh my god I don't know what's wrong with me but um yeah important because um if your gut is not healthy 
you're leaving your body, you like your immune system is not going to be its best, right? All the other times that like when my husband got it, um, my gut, I wasn't having gut issues. My gut was actually pretty damn good. And I was, you know, like making sure I was doing gut, uh, healthy stuff and everything else. And this time I, I fucking knew it. I was like, and it's only been technically four months because, uh, my husband had gotten it right after I, uh, like after Christmas is where we were all exposed when we did the Christmas, uh, gathering with some friends and family. Um, and it was just, uh, me and two other people who didn't get it and everyone else got it. And that was, um, after Christmas basically. So December 26th and then we were stuck in the house all the way until after New Year's, uh, for quarantine. So technically I think I counted that up. So I just said like January, that was only four months. Like my body was pretty much like, bitch, we're already we're already doing a whole bunch of shit for you like you just gotta get we're just the corona is the corona's here we're just gonna let it come like you know but you guys I can say um God is good God is good because um the second that I got diagnosed with COVID I had to have a follow-up my doctor virtually the next day and he told me that they are deeming me a high-risk uh, COVID patient and that, um, I have to be very careful because you guys know I have a blood disease, I have sickle cell. And, um, he said it can trigger a crisis, which could cause my lungs to be shut down and die. You know, I did not allow that fear to get to me. Cause I was like, I don't claim that. And, you know, I rebuke that, you know, I do not claim that energy. I'm not, you know, I've, my sickle cell, thank God, has been very dormant because of the things that I've been doing um, for my body. It has been very dormant, thank God, you know, taking blood builders and everything else. Um, so I've been blessed to not have a crisis in a long time. And so they wanted to put me on a medication that um, is not FDA approved, um, it's an antiviral, I guess it's a new pill they're making for high-risk COVID patients. And, you know, I was open and I, I heard the side effects and they said they don't know any long-term effects and all that stuff. And I was like, I, I you know, one of the effects is to lose taste and smell. And by God's grace, I did not lose my taste and smell, you guys. Um, I only had that one high fever, not high, but, uh, the 100 degree fever. And other than that, I haven't went above 99 and I'm mainly sitting at normal. Now I do have the terrible cough, right? And that's why it took me so long to record this episode because every time I kept trying to record it, I would hack and I would cough so hard. My body, it does hurt. My body was hurting because I would cough so hard, like deep belly, deep, like deep lung coughs that was painful and it would almost make me vomit. I've been, um, I, like I said, I held all meds, um, except for like my Eliquis, you know, um, because I have to take that, um, you know, cause my D dimer has been high and they said COVID does increase blood clotting. So definitely make sure I would take that. And my aspirin, um, I don't know if I, um, told you guys that they put me on metformin because I was having some blood sugar elevation. I'm not diabetic, but uh, I'm, my hematologist, I was going toward pre-diabetic. And even though I, you, you guys, I've been on a, before all this, 
a steady workout program and eating pretty decent, I was not losing weight at all. Couldn't drop nothing. Blood sugar is still staying elevated. So she decided to do this as to see how it works. But I had to cut that short. I only, I think, was able to take it for two or three days. And I felt fucking amazing because my sugar actually was getting low. I didn't feel like I drank sand all day and everything. So, but I stopped that because I'm not, I don't have an appetite. Um, but I've been forcing myself to eat um, bone broth. You guys, I've been eating bone broth. I've been eating um, fruits, uh, making smoothies, uh, keeping myself hydrated. So I, I don't go into crises because hydration is huge for me. Um, and you guys, with, like I said, this is a blessing from God. I am feel, I'm feeling so much better. So much better. And it's only um, Friday. And I felt symptoms on Sunday, but was diagnosed on Tuesday. And usually a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the next few days are going to get worse. You're going to be at the worst possible. And I am not, you guys. I am not. And I feel like I thank God for giving me the knowledge and having me study things about not only the human body, but different herbs as supplements that help the body. Like the second that they told me that I had this shit, I was like, okay, I already know what to do. I know the supplements that were backed up by studies that worked. NAC is one of them. Uh, if you guys don't know, I highly recommend for you to go to, um, I'll put the link in my show notes so that just in case you guys have loved ones or if you guys ever had it or anything else or um it's uh NAC and it's a drug that they said that really helps um really helps uh COVID symptoms and everything not get um as bad it'll kind of like nip it in the bud because it helps your body <laughs> I'm gonna try to remember it the best I can but it helps your body um like it helps your t- uh your T cells I think something like that or your white blood cells one of them but, you know the knights of your body it helps it catch things better and um you know I I've been taking that I take vitamin D3 cuz that is very important for your immune system as well and your body especially with me having to be isolated um I looked I know on the CDC says that you need to be isolated for only 5 days now which is fucking crazy (laughs) five days um and then um take precautions for the next 10 days meaning like after five days you know people can go back to work you can go back out in public but now you just have to wear a mask and everything which um I which I'm going to do uh eventually uh I just still am not going to go to no friend's house uh no families no uh if I, I've been doing like meal deliveries or my husband, you know, um, will have to go get it cause he's not around me, you know, cause he, I didn't want him to, he doesn't have it. So he already had it. So I didn't want him to get it. So he's not around me or anything. So I'm just self isolating and that's okay. So I've been, he'll drop things off or, um, you know, I will, uh, meal service and have them drop it off at the door or whatever service I have to do, but, um, yeah, um, so pretty soon, I think it's Monday that I will be able to, because I think they said, they told me it's either two days, um, you count your, you count your, um, 
I guess your isolation the days after you have um, symptoms or the day after you're diagnosed. And I've been isolated since Sunday because, you know, me being sick, I don't fuck around with people's lives. So I stayed away. And um, so I've been isolated since Sunday. And so I'm probably looking at Monday, I think. But I know... um, I mean, I want to, I'm thinking about driving, not getting out, just driving and going into like an empty parking lot in the woods that I go to just to breathe air. Cause you guys, I, it's hard being in this house by myself and, you know, um, not really, you know, I, I do some housework, but the thing, the thing that is, I noticed with COVID, um, is that I am now, um, I get tired out very quickly and I'm still pretty lightheaded and dizzy um, and winded very easily. So that's why I, I've i been still taking it slow and everything and just mainly resting, you guys. I've gotten through uh, some Netflix shows that I, you know, been wanting to watch like Bridgerton season two. I fucking loved it. Love that one. And um, The Ultimatum, which was insane, you guys. I want to talk. I want to talk about that so bad, but... <coughs> excuse me excuse me about that but you see how my cough seems to it's obviously breaking up now and all this stuff is coming up easier um I'm gonna take a sip of water but um yeah I'm going to leave that NAC and the study link so you guys can look at it and incorporate it into your you know routine and everything but yeah I wanted to mention I've been taking that vitamin C uh vitamin D3 Fully acid, um, B12, and what else? Um, all right, I'm back. Um, I didn't want you guys to hear the little coughing fit, so um, I turned it off because I didn't want to, you know, freak anyone out, but um. Yeah, um, I kind of forgot where I had left off. I think I was talking about ultimatum or something like that. I want to discuss that so bad, but I don't want to do spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. But all I can tell you is that that fucking show, it was, it's amazing. It's good. Don't get me wrong. But some of the decisions of the people, I was just like, like, really, like, why you know what I mean and then you guys know me I was like I need to know these people's astrology astrology signs and there was I think there was like there was three of them that I got right off the bat um just because of like their personalities I love to like I love to hear them talk first like explain like how they are a little bit and um and all that stuff and um you know, before I just go in and I want to like test my, you know, my intuition. And, um, I was right with three of them and it was Colby and, um, I can't even remember his girl's name now, uh, Colby and his girlfriend and, um, Randall. I was spot on with those two, with those three. I was like, Oh, I fucking knew it just by the way they were. And I say, with Colby definitely on the spot because just the way he talks he talks in like this this dreamy uh kind of like you know like passionate 
like way of love and he's very in touch with his emotions and he's not ashamed of it. I automatically knew I was like that motherfucker has to be a Pisces and he was a Pisces. His girlfriend, on the other hand, she had a hard time and she always had like that look that like, you know, of like she was like kind of like the stone face. She also was very judgmental, very critical of of people and stuff like that. So, um, hey, if you guys are going to have a standoff, you got to get off the bed. Come on. Come on, guys. Like, I'm trying to record here. They're up here fighting each other. Like, I'm like, no, like, not next to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I I knew that with the whole, uh, she wasn't ready to be married. Not so much the married part, but just having, she just seemed like she was not in touch with her emotions. And I was like, you know, people always say it's air signs and stuff like that, but Virgos, you know, earth signs are kind of like the same way. I said, except for Taurus, I would say Taurus can be a little stone faced, but I feel like they show their emotions a little more because of course they're, um, you know, they're more sensual and stuff like that. But like, um, Virgos and, and Capricorns do, those are the most like stone faced of the earth signs to me, especially Virgos. They get very awkward. It's all, it's so weird too because their sister sign is Pisces, but it's almost like they try their best to avoid feeling their Piscean side. You know what I mean? Um, but like, of course, once they love you, then and they're loyal and they, you know, they're there for the long haul. But other than that, um, she's very critical. I knew from I was like that she has to be a Virgo. She has to be. I was like she has to be an earth sign and I'm leaning toward Virgo. She's ended up being a Virgo. And then Randall, just because the way uh, the Virgo girl was like, you know, um, you know, he, I'm a very sexual person. He's not really opening and showing me that yet. And, you know, all the stuff about he's not really opening all the way, you know, da da da. He's very, he was very, what was it like? He understood her. He, you know, he was able to get, like, her to, you know, like, feel things or either say things that, you know, usually she wouldn't open up to. And I was like, he has to be a fucking Scorpio because that's what I feel like Scorpios kind of do because Scorpios, even though they're a water sign, um, they don't show their emotions, uh, but they're very emotional. You guys know this. And so I was like, he seems very passionate, but he seems very understanding of everything, pretty much. Like, he, you know, like, he really gets to the bottom of what's bothering her. And, you know, Scorpio is all about, you know, revealing the secrets, the hidden, and all that stuff. So I was like, he's got to be a Scorpio, and lo and behold, he's a Scorpio. But anyways, I wish I could talk into, like, the drama up there, because it's like... Especially with Jake and Ray, Jake is, I swear, like, the typical Gemini. He's a Gemini, Ray's a Leo. April, I literally thought April was going to be um, an, either an Aries or a Leo, so I was really wrong with her. And she ended up being a Taurus, which I was like, oh, that makes sense, though, because she's very possessive of her man, so... You know, she is very jealous easily. She's very possessive of him. So I was like, I can see that in 
her loving to look really cute and pretty and stuff like that, very Venetian, so I was like, oh, I see it, it's just like the whole, when they were like, she's very passionate, and she's a go-getter, and she doesn't let anything stop her, that seemed very Aryan to me, or kind of like Aryan or Leonin to me, so um, I was very surprised with that, um, that she wasn't, but it made sense as I found out, and then Shanice is a Taurus as well, which uh, that didn't really surprise me. And what else? I think who am I? Zay is also a Virgo, which uh, for him he he really surprised me um, as well because I didn't think he was a Virgo. I what did I think he was? I felt like he was either like a Cancer or kind of some kind of like water sign, um, but he wasn't. I thought either I think a Cancer or a Pisces. I thought just because he's always like you know she you know um talking about Ray that she doesn't really open up to her to him she doesn't really show her emotions and all that and that seemed very um water esque to me and I wish I could know the rest of their charts because I do feel like April she has to have some I feel like she has a fire moon I really do she has to have a fire moon and I feel like Zay must either have like some kind of like water or fire moon um so who knows but yeah oh I wish I could go into detail but I'm not gonna be a spoiler because I hate when people spoil things for me so of course you guys know why this episode is here today of course this is also the end of tour season today um and we're gonna be moving into a Gemini season tomorrow guys um but I read from two books and it's the first one is um Sex Signs, Every Woman's Astrological Psychological Guide to Love, Men, Sex, Anger, Personal Power um, by Judith Bennett. And the second book is definitely more um, friendly to everyone, uh, not just only women. Um, And that's the erotic astrology, uh, the secret sexes, uh, the sex secrets of your horoscope revealed. So let's go ahead and jump into this book. So, um, of course, this is for Taurus, and it says, the checklist of Taurus traits, um, no, this checklist describes the traits of one phase only. If it doesn't seem to fit you, check, check other lists to find the phase you are in right now. So, there's a checklist of, um, you know, things, um, traits that are very Taurian, and is basically is Taurus. (laughs) So, um... It's one through thirty-five. Um, I read the first column. The fir- first column I consider is Taurian phase one, which is one through eleven. Second column is twelve through twenty-three, which is the second Taurian phase, and the third, uh, which is twenty-four through thirty-five, is the third Taurian phase. So, if you feel like you relate to any of this, you, my dear, my honey, my sweetheart you are in a Taurus phase, or of course you are a Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Taurus rising, has a second house stellium, has a Taurian stellium, one of those motherfuckers. Or you may not have any planets at all, of course. This book is like that. If you don't have any planets in Taurus, you can still go through a Taurus phase. So let me know what you are feeling with this right now. So phase one is Romantic, artistic, self-conscious, habit-bound, dogmatic. 
organizational, managerial, gentle, self-indulgent, lazy, possessive, luxury, and comfort-loving, appreciative, 12 through 23, sensuous, cautious, stubborn, persistent, tenacious, jealous, placid, shy, conservative, money-maker, sentimental, greedy, affectionate, 24 through 35, self-righteous, honest, dependable, pragmatic, methodical, builder, kind, productive, patient, tolerant, humble, self-depreciating, nature-loving. Okay, so Taurus personality, general traits, and backgrounds. It says, the Taurus woman is sensual and seductive. Under a cool, calm, and intellectually aloof exterior, she possesses a whole arsenal of tools designed to attract her man and keep him. From the bedroom to the kitchen, she seems to hold in her genetic code totally memory of things eternally female. Little wonder she is often called an earth goddess. When she enters a room, everyone is aware that she is there. She is beautiful, radiant, magnetic. Often she wears the finest clothes, jewelry, and perfume. Always she displays herself with considerable aplomb. In addition to her bodily attraction, she seduces with her rich, resonant voice. Like the Lorelei, she captures and holds with her musical sound. Lady Taurus sends messages with her eyes that mesmerize and hold a man with the promise of earthly delights beyond measure. So this woman, this Taurian woman here, is every bit of the Aphrodite that she is described as. Taurus women are gorgeous, as well as uh, Taurus men. They're very gorgeous. These people are kissed by Venus. They Their sign is the feminine polarity. And um, I like to mention that um, Taurians are just, they're just very sensual and just from their voice, from the way they move their body, they're just very, they're just grace and beauty um, all wrapped into the human form, in my opinion. Um, I feel that... Um, people sleep on the tor uh, on the Taurus gaze uh you get you get Scorpios who get that praise uh because it is true Scorpios they do have that iconic Scorpio glare but to me there's it's different you know and this is their sister sign Taurus you know um is the opposite sign of Scorpio so to me I feel that Scorpios they have two different kinds of Scorpio glares. They have the glare. They have the Scorpio stare. Yeah, let's put it like that. They have the Scorpio, the Scorpio, the Scorpio stare, and the Scorpio glare. Right. the The Scorpio stare, to me, from what I experience, is when the Scorpio the Scorpio stare is when these motherfuckers are attracted to you or they want you. When you get a Scorpio that wants you and has set their mind that they're going to pursue you, they look at you in a way that is so sexy and it's so piercing that it looks like they're staring into your soul. Like they can see, like they're reading your mind, like they know everything you're thinking and feeling and it makes you kind of like horny and stuff and you like can't even like hold their stare because you're like wow like this person is so it's so intense right 
And they have the Scorpio glare where when you piss them the fuck off or you cross them, they will give you this, it's like this, it's really very eerie because it's like this, I don't want to say their eyes are huge, but it's like this very piercing, wide-eyed stare of like, and it's like a dead stare that's just looking at you like, like they're not even in their fucking body, right? It's almost like they're casting magic on you like, bitch you're gonna fucking get it like I'm gonna get you fucking back for this it's almost like their confession telekinesis wise of them letting you know that they're gonna get you back like that you're they're gonna get revenge on you you're gonna they're gonna get you put it like that they're not gonna say it they're just gonna stare at you like oh okay bitch you did that to me fuck off fuck you you're gonna get it you're gonna get back and they kind of have like this slight, not like big grin, but this slight kind of like tiny little smirk because they know they're going to get you in a very, a way you will least expect it. Put it like that. Now the Torian stare, the Taurus stare is a stare that will have you, it's almost like you'd be shot by Cupid's bow in my opinion, where it's going to have you following this person not being able to take your eyes off them, just captivated by them. Like, they're going to hold your gaze until you walk up to them and start talking to them. And then, of course, they'll speak back to you. But it's very sensual, very sexy, very goddess energy, very, you know, like, you know, Gaia, you know, like Mother Earth, honey. Like, this girl is going to rock your fucking world, pretty much. So, um... That's at least how I perceive it. Okay. So, um, it says, um, she moves with the grace of a dancer for she loves her own body and cares for it. Well, having control of herself, she is a master illusionist and will often create just the environment necessary to complete the fantasies of her loved ones. Physical contact is important to the Taurus woman. She needs to be needed, touched, and fondled. She expresses much of her caring through sex, but she is never in a hurry. She expects the very best in love and sex and settles for nothing less. She fancies her own environment and likes to entertain at home. Since she is a gourmet cook, she parties usually feature the, her parties usually feature the best food, the finest accessories, and the most ex- exciting people she can find all coddled in a relaxed and luxurious atmosphere. Taurus is the second sign of the zodiac. Fixed earth. The fixed part gives her obst- obstinacy, um, persistence, tenacity, dependability, and sometimes a rather pompous, self-righteous air. While the earth imparts a solid, conservative, materialistic quality that produces a salt of the earth woman, central and slightly body. Each sign of the zodiac is said to be ruled by a planet and its vibrations. Taurus is ruled by Venus, the goddess of love and beauty. Venus and all the qualities associated with her affect the life of the Taurus woman. Luxury without guilt delights the Venetian nature. So, yes, Taurians, as you guys know, are very, they live a life of luxury. They like to be surrounded by beautiful, luxurious things. They like to be wearing it. They like to be experiencing it. Their food, even um, art, all of that good shit is very Venetian. They're very um, 
And that's why I feel like they're they're a creature of comfort. And that's very Venetian as well. Like, Venus, she doesn't want to sweat. Aphrodite is not going to be sweating. Like, she's not going to be out there busting her ass like, you know, Aries or fucking, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, what is it? Aries or, um, like Virgo or something. Like, she ain't going to be doing that shit. She likes, she's like, very, she's the embodiment of the divine feminine. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let's hope I don't go into another coughing fit. So give me a second. Okay. <clears throat> so... It says, the Taurus-type woman is one who has the sun or other important planets in Taurus, planets in the second house, which is the natural house of Taurus, a Taurus ascendant, a powerfully aspected Venus. Um, Taurus types are also those who temporarily, who are temporarily going through a Taurus phase. In this case, the person need have no planets located in the sign of Taurus. The Taurus type is described by the checklist of traits at the beginning of this chapter. The Taurus phase has the following characteristics. Number one, a desire to control the material resources of life in order to bring about security and leisure. Number two, a need to possess and control, be it things or people. Number three, transformation through the release of material concerns, the the regeneration of values. Number four, dogmatism based on selfish desire rather than rationality based on objective facts. Number five, a deep love of nature that transcends the material and brings harmony with all living things the meaning of pan in the wind and the willows comes to mind <clears throat> i'm just gonna warn you guys i've been i've had to stop three times because like for some reason my cough wants to act crazy now that i'm trying to record and um it's taking a lot of energy out of me it's like literally it it, it is um so if you feel like this episode may either be kind of short, it might be because um, I have to really consider my health, you guys, right now. And I want nothing more but to bring this to you guys. Um, but I, it's not going to be able to be as detailed as it, it was. And perhaps maybe if it does get cut too short... Um, I will redo it for you guys, but I just want to stay on time of schedule so that I'm not having to backtrack in Gemini season um, because once a season is over, then people kind of move on from the past season. They're ready to hear stuff that's current. So um, I will do my best, you guys, and I'm sorry about that, but I just wanted to kind of warn you, like, this episode sounds kind of wonky and you know, um, or you feel like, um, it's kind of short, it's because I had to basically, um, push in self-care for myself because it really is taking the damn life out of me, um, every single time I cough, uh, because it's so hard and it's, it's good, you know, it's getting things out, but it's just, it's so deep and hard that it's painful, Especially if I get into a coughing fit. Not so much like one cough, but... It's like once I do one cough, then I get into a huge coughing fit. 
Um, so I apologize. All right, so let's go ahead and get in. The Taurus phase is also characterized by its duality, a dichotomy between the pursuit of material gain and the ideals of spiritual beauty often causes inner turmoil. Compulsive spinning needs to be curbed, lest the deeper spiritual values be sacrificed. A constant war between body and soul also exists since the pleasures of sex and the good life often receive a disproportionate amount of energy. Balance and harmony between these two forces must exist for the Taurus woman to be happy. The Taurus woman lives a simple yet complex life. However, unlike her Scorpio sister, who lives on many secret levels, the Taurus woman is very upfront about her life and about who and what she enjoys. This is very true. Tauruses are not going to hide when they dislike something. They will fucking let you know. Simple pleasure appeals to her. Good sex, good food, and good company, usually in this precise order. Yes, if you give good sex, good food, and good company, you will have a Taurus for life. Because like I said, they're all about the simple pleasures in life. Very Venetian. So if you can cater to those Venetian needs, you will have a Taurus on your side. A happy one at that. Taurus is the constellation that governs money. Venus is the planet that rules love. And these two qualities may not be as unrelated as they first seem to be. Love is what we feel for the people and things we desire to have closest to us. Money enables the Taurus woman to possess many things and travel to many of the places she holds dear. Love, however, can only be freely given. And this is sometimes a hard lesson for the Taurus woman to learn. I'm going to repeat that. Love, however, can only be freely given... And this is sometimes a hard lesson for the Taurus woman to learn. Her concern for her ownership colors the fabric of her life. Even the smallest item is cataloged and remembered. Woe to the person who discards one precious scrap of paper, an old letter, or an out-of-date magazine without first asking. You Let me warn you guys. Do not ever fuck with a Taurus's shit unless they tell you to. Um, these people are hoarders. I love you guys, but um, it's true. I feel like Taurus finds like sentimental values in anything. So they don't want to give it up. They just continue, they buy things and then they'll just continue to add to the collection because they want to have it, but then they don't really always use it. So um, don't go in there rummaging new stuff saying they need to get rid of this or just throwing shit away when they're not there because you will get the motherfucking horns in your ass if you do that. So always talk to your fellow Torian lover, friend, family, whatever, before you touch their things. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, it says the wrath of the bull will descend even when small possessions are threatened. One can imagine then the Red Fury when someone tries to take her man, her most precious possession. Yeah, they don't fuck around. Do not try to take a Taurus woman's man. They will not fuck with you with that. Like, they're very possessive. Um, Almost, in a way, almost kind of worse than Scorpios. Um, Scorpios are possessive too, but, <clears throat> you know, Scorpios water. So I feel like when... Like a Scorpio will fight for their person, but they'll be a little bit more, I don't know, like, they're just secretive with their possession, I guess you can say. Put it like that. Taurus ain't. 
they, they will let you know, oh, no, that's my man. I'm the only one for him. Da, da, da. You're not going to touch him. Don't look at him that way. They're just outspoken with it. Scorpios aren't, and they're very mysterious with it. The love of luxury and comfort begets selfish tendencies in her, and she then cannot understand the needs of others. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the... Where is it? Uh, yeah, okay, the Taurus relationship. Okay, so because the because the because the Taurus nature is so definite and deeply rooted, nearly all the traits delineated at the beginning of this chapter carry over into into any relationship she endeavors to develop. Once she has made a commitment, she will put forth her best efforts to make any of her many relationships work. She forms a wonderful half of any dual mate, best friend, co-worker, commiserator. Oh, commiserator. She needs these one-on-one -on -one encounters to fulfill her curious yet complex nature. At the same time, she is a perfectionist and expects her family, friends, and lovers to live up to exactly exacting standards. She can become very critical very quickly when intimates do not meet her criteria. This this is so true. I have Taurus besties, you guys. So they both are like that. When someone's not meeting their fucking shit, they start getting critical as fuck on them. So um, be careful with that. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So she can become very critical very quickly when intimates do not meet her criteria. That's just earth, period. Y'all just critical as fuck when people don't meet your needs. Like her opposite Scorpio, she may arrive at a position of power not so much because she seeks it, but more often because she has proven she can handle it and distributes it and enhance it. Though often not intentionally, the Taurus woman may use sex and intimacy to gain wealth, which she, which she in turn translates into security, luxury, and beauty. She is attracted to people of wealth and learns appreciation for the things it can provide. Her natural good tastes make her excellent company for those who are accustomed to the finer things in life. Although the law of polarity may cause her to marry beneath her station and thus suffer from a lack of material wealth, she can still function with those who have it. Her approach to, per to permanent relationship is healthy. She is loyal, steadfast, and oriented to the home. She enjoys comfort and likes sharing life's fineries with her friends and loved ones. She remains a faithful wife or friend until she is betrayed. Her temper boils when she discovers someone has deceived her. When her intelligence is insulted or when she has proof that someone has taken advantage of her, she has one of the highest levels of tolerance in the Zodiac. But when her limit is reached, she reacts with lightning speed and may take months or years for her to recover. If she ever does, when, it, when it's love is all or nothing, she demands the same loyalty she offers. And friendship she can give as well as receive, but is insistent upon a 50-50 ratio. She allows body to force her into doing anything against her will. She can, however, be led if the proverbial care is affection. Unless her friends and intimates recognize this early on, they may unexpectedly, unexpectedly be comforted with her strong will. Either as she exerts it, it direct directly or as she uses it as adhesive to keep herself from being swayed off her dead center course. Although one of her 
greatest needs is for affection, she may often not be affectionate towards others. Her mate may be confused by long periods of silence in which she seems to be in a world of her own. She's probably resting her karma, much as the earth rests between cycles of product of productivity and growth. Um, the Taurus woman tends to trust to trust men more, and she trusts than she trusts women. She will also come to the aid of another Taurus before any of the other sign types. That is very true. I've seen this. <laughs> very true. Like I notice, like uh, Taurians really have each other's backs. She loves. Um, she loves older men and will often be seen with one at her side. They seem to inspire her trust more quickly and serve to mirror her, her own stability to the outside world. On the other hand, she fears growing old and thus places great importance on youth and useful youthfulness. Because of her own youthful attitudes and freshness, many think of her as being younger than she really is. As she becomes more, invo- ev- more evolved, the Taurus woman drops some of the masks she has used to keep her fears hidden she begins to show her sexual nature more and more where motherhood was once the only permanent route she could consider she now wants to experiment with new freedoms that strong parenting the only kind she understands prohibits she doesn't lose her love for children and she still feels she must prepare them to assume the responsibility for her earth but she begins to feel less bound to the duty of rearing her own. She also begins to let it be known that she can manage money and function in the financial industry along with the best of them. She has an uncanny uncanny ability with real estate and banking. When she applies her strong will and naturally materialistic tendencies, she can direct the day-to-day operations of profitable corporation as efficiently as any man. For all her common sense about money and other practical concerns, the sub the subornly refuses to give it proper respect in manners in matters of the heart. She often seeks a relationship that provides excitement, thrills, mystery, and sensual sex. Perhaps she feels that her life is too methodical and boring, and she yearns for adventure. It is most uncommon for her to marry a man she has only just met. She is possessive, habit bound, and dogmatic in her love life. Her smothering love and failure to provide space coupled with her rigid insistence on a, on emotional superiority superiority can cause her relationships to become dull and boring. After the adventure wears off, she may regret her choice but will often stubbornly hang on. It is much too difficult for a Taurus woman to admit she has made a mistake. This is very true. You guys know it, so don't deny it. <laughs> Taurus women hate admitting when they're wrong. They like sometimes they will go to the fucking grave over it, like fight and everything. In love, the in love, the greatest challenge for the Taurus woman is to overcome her possessiveness. She is always tempted to play protective, jealous bitch. People cannot be private property. The beloved must have space to grow. She can only have by letting go. That's true. So you guys be careful with that because. I feel like uh Taurus women um I don't know they you guys can just be a little too much for you know like when it comes to your man like don't get me wrong I get it like you don't want no one taking your man but you gotta have trust in him and have the confidence in yourself that he ain't gonna go nowhere regardless of the person 
And yeah, check them, of course, because you don't want any woman thinking she can just come up to your man and, you know, like flirt and do all this stuff with them. But don't get to the point where you're just like overly like crazy about it, because that's when usually it will push them to that other side. You know what I mean? So just be very careful and understand that, yeah, you can't own people. You know, you just have to have that confidence and and hopefully you have a person who you can trust that will not make you feel like you have to act that way to be able to maintain a relationship because some men will entertain that bullshit and flirt with the bitches that be doing that stuff. I'm sorry, that is so rude. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't, I think it's just, I don't like when women do that. So I call them bitches. I'm sorry. But um, it, it's just rude to flirt and try to take another woman's man and you know that that person is with them and I don't give a shit they're like well they I don't owe them shit well don't be an asshole either don't be disrespectful doing that shit to get validation of oh I still got it because you know that's what it's for oh I can take her man I still got it like no go get your own man go do that with your own relationship don't do that to other women's but anyways um (laughs) my gosh, me getting on a tangent, even while I'm sick. Okay, anyway, so let's go ahead and jump to how the Taurus woman relates lovers and other intimates. So it says the Taurus woman is characteristically very giving in her relationships with intimates, with intimates. This openness extends beyond her body into her mind and spirit. When she marries, she gives herself completely to her man. She is one of the more monogamous of the signs and seldom strays unless given good reason. Her initial impact is very exciting and magnetic. She has a sense of Elaine in the early stages of her relationship with a man. If she does seek sexual partners outside marriage, it is often because her one-dimensional mate cannot satisfy the myriad elements that can promise her, her total being. If she has married someone who is not her intellectual equal, she may seek that quality in a younger man. If the marriage fails to provide the financial security she must have, she will lose little time in rectifying that situation too. Yeah, uh, a Taurus is not going to settle for being broke. I can tell you that now. They're they're just not going to. They're not going to settle to be broke because they like luxury, period. Um, and that's even, they're not going to be broke. The, the man they're with is not going to be broke. They, they still, even though they got their own money, they still want to be taken care of and waited on and spoiled and you know have things done for them just like they give too you know but um it's not like they just sit there all day they also replicate what their man is giving them too but yeah they're not gonna deal with a fucking broke ass marriage I didn't tell you that now um it says her fears about security both financial and emotional can cause her to lose her joys joy de vive I hope I said that right and can cloud her otherwise brilliant insight. In turn, the excitement she injects into most of her romantic relationships may disappear. Many times she shies um, away from intimacy due to self-doubt. She's protective and nurturing by nature, and she also applies these qualities to herself. If she fears rejection or hurt, she can dredge up long-forgotten memories that reinforce her Preservation mechanisms. Taurus, you must learn to take risks in the course of developing or improving relationships. I have found the following risk list to be excellent to be an excellent tool. So pay attention, Taurus. This is a one through fifteen list. So one, write about your biggest fear, list all the details, expose yourself directly to fear. 
Two, tell your closest friend something that has been bothering you in your relationship for a long time. Three, do something fun that you fantasize about uh, ha- uh, about, but have been afraid to try. All the better if you do it with your lover slash mate slash husband. Four, share with your lover the sexual fantasy you've been afraid to tell her slash him. You may even want to venture so far as to admit to fantasizing it while having sex. Five, get an empty chair, sit across from it, and pretend the person you are most jealous or envious of is sitting there. Tell the person why you feel as you do. Six, take one step to acquire for yourself the quality you are jealous or envious of in this person. Seven, choose one habit you are comfortable with and make a plan to eradicate it. Try to pick a habit that affects you more strongly than it affects those around you. Eight, give a gift to a friend for no special reason. And don't expect anything in return. Again, so much the better if it's something you possess that the friend cherishes. Nine, sit down and talk with your boss about one thing you are uncomfortable about on the job. Don't get carried away. One thing will reinforce you enough to get to set about achieving total comfort on the job. Ten, make a list of all the fantasies you can remember from your childhood. Go do one of them. Eleven, throw away to things that you have had for years and will never use. 12. In your involvement with a project you've been working on for a long time, one you know will probably never be beneficial. 13. Apologize to someone you self-righteously argued with when you knew you were wrong. 14. Go out and meet one new person on your own. Talk with her slash him for at least half an hour. And 15. Ask a friend to role-play your mother and tell her something you have wanted to tell her for years. It doesn't have to be something you dislike. You can tell her how much you you appreciated that blue dress in 1988. When the Taurus woman learns to consciously take risks and observe the results, she will find that all kinds of change occur. After a few weeks of experiencing the exhilaration of risking, she will find she can do it without fear. The only constant in life is change. She must take, she must make herself more flexible and accept the process of change in her life. Until Taurus rises above her possessive, controlling, and fearful tendencies, her relationship resembles the process of bartering for the best price on a bale of cotton. She holds back her true emotions exchanges them for those of others, and risks losing them only on a sure thing. Little wonder her intimates often tire of her games. Fear is one of the greatest inhibitors of growth, and the Taurus woman must actively eliminate it if she is to flow with the life energy she knows so well. The only the only self-interest she would keep in her life is that which she uses for self-improvement. When the Taurus woman lets beauty and harmony be her guide, she knows instinctively what is right. So this is very important. And that's why I hope a lot of you guys did the work on the Scorpio full moon uh, eclipse. Because that's what that was all about was letting go of fears. Um, Taurus, they can fuck themselves over because you guys are afraid to take risks. And it's okay I get it. You know, everyone wants to be stable. Everyone wants to be secure in life. But sometimes you just have to take the risk. That's the only way to fucking grow. That's the only way you can grow in any aspect in life. That's the only way you can grow in your relationship. That's the only way you can grow in finances. That's the only way you can grow in career. That's the only way you can grow in education. That's the only way you can grow as a parent even. You know, a wife 
you know, anything, a friend, you have to let the fear go. So I hoped a lot of you guys, and this is not just Torsha's, all of us did that fucking shit last full moon. And if you haven't, it's not a one and done thing. It's, it's, it's shadow work. It's the rest of your life. You know, fears come up on different kinds of things. So please, 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 please keep a journal next to you. Please carry it with you, actually. And allow yourself to, you know, just do the work. I know it's so uncomfortable. It is. And like when I do shadow work, you guys, I'm, I'm tearing. I'm crying. Because my emotions, everything that I felt and held in from that shit, the fears, the worries, the the um, the terrible emotions that come with it sometimes, I feel them. But then I release them and I feel so much better afterwards. So it says, what kind of man she needs. The Taurus woman has the eternal stability, intelligence, and energy to live a productive life. What she often lacks is the fire and self-love necessary to bring these qualities to the surface she needs a man who will mirror her strength and emotional stability her idea of a real man includes tenderness sensitivity imagination and concern about her future her man needs to possess common horse sense she can be captivated by a witty charming and sensuous man as long as he bears her her bears her gifts so if you're interested in 20 um in a taurus woman um I don't want to speak for all, but I would definitely say a love, a way to show a love language is gift giving. They, this is Venus, you guys. Like, if you like this kind of woman, this is a very feminine woman. And I hear a lot of men say they like women who lean into their feminine, then your bitch ass better. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But your ass better <laughs> come with it. And surprise your woman every once in a while, your Taurus woman. Like, you, it's not an everyday thing, but Taurus, Taurians really enjoy that because it makes you, it makes them feel like you pay attention, you want to take care of them, and they feel secure in you. Like, if they need to ask you for something, you won't mind doing it for them, pretty much. Um, her stubborn nature largely dictates her relationship when her man is attentive and even a bit adoring she melts he can then match her will and help her overcome her plotting deliberations if he's a bit impulsive he will lend balance to her sensual enjoyment of life her man could use subtle plotting to drag her away from her cherished home and possessions she wants her partner to share in her love of the earth and if he can get around her natural consciousness, she may even lift her feet off the ground occasionally. So yeah, you want to be a somewhat of a nature lover when it comes to being with a Taurus, a Taurus woman, earth signs in general. Um, they really adore grounding and connecting to the earth and they would love if their partner, you know, would support and do that with him. It makes them feel very understood if if you would you know that answer so okay so advice to the man in her life um it says it's one through nine so it says number one be prepared to fall in love quickly totally and permanently 
Two, coddle her. Be gentle, be appreciative, but avoid patronizing her. She has a keen sense for deception. Three, encourage her, challenge her, prod her, but subtly. Four, remember her birthday, your anniversary, and any other important date in her life. Five, give her gifts. Almost anything will do so as long as it has beauty and sophistication. Six, compliment her frequently. Help her learn to accept the praise and recognition she so often shuns. Seven, return her loyalty. Reassure her that you can and will provide for her as long as it makes her happy. Make her aware that she can change and you can learn to accept and love the evolved woman she can become. Eight, let her organize your life, but make it clear that you want the privilege of input. Nine, bite your tongue before you ever make a statement that will cause her jealousy to surface. Be considerate and above all conscious of her jealousy. Um, You can help her overcome it by trying to understand it. If you are the man she chooses for love, you can consider yourself lucky. The combination of Venus and Earth can make her the most exciting sensual conquest you've ever experienced. Her need to nurture and care for those she loves will foster one of the deepest feelings of security you've ever had. Treat her as you would a delicate flower or a succulent mango. Experience her deaths, for she will certainly take you there. Her potential is great indeed, and you can share the joy of helping her evolve. So I definitely feel that, um, so those are like basically some tips for those of you who are looking to date a Taurus, um, woman, but, um, I feel that, um, Tauruses are slept on when it comes to, uh, like family life and stuff. Like these, these women make like one of the best mothers of the Zodiacs, in my opinion, because they're very nurturing. They're very loving, um, especially to their kids um, and their husbands and stuff when they're treating them well. Um, but they're like literally like Susie Homemaker. They will make your space beautiful. They will bring in plants and your space will look gorgeous. It would be clean. It will be organized. I mean, they, they're amazing. So get you a Taurus woman. <laughs> okay. So Taurus sexuality, um, Taurus, the earth goddess is a very sexual being. She may seem very placid and composed on the exterior, but underneath the rhythms of the earth beat strongly. Her sensual nature takes over in the bedroom. She makes an art of lovemaking. Sure, she is, she, what the fuck? Scheherazade surely was a Taurus. I don't know who the fuck that was. Never, never under, never undertake making love to a Taurus woman unless a large block of time is is available for her to express her repertoire. Just kissing her can bring some men to orgasm. Her touch, both gentle and tender, excites and caresses. Once she sheds her facade and inhibitions, she is capable of crying aloud. Fully aroused, she can go for hours at a time, days on end, when she is in the mood. She is insatiable. However, she wants mutual expression and will not be content just lying there. Sexuality is an integral part of the Taurus woman's life. She strives to maintain a certain decorum for the public, but is very aware of her sexual drive and needs no shame over it. Often it is tied to her emotions, and it is hard indeed for her to have sex and not fall in love. She is one of the most effective users of body language you will encounter. When she always, when she sways her ample hips, crosses her long legs, or bats her bedroom eyes, 
She is sending messages to men that she possesses a female's femaleness. Her low-cut dress reveals sufficient cleavage to raise the libido of a red-blooded male. She carries herself well and packages her body as she would, would a loving gift. It all adds up to stunning beauty. The Taurus woman is not looking for a power play in Ben. Her sexual nature can be characterized as generally direct and uncomplicated. She is driven by healthy animal lust. She wants sex because it feels good and it is natural. Although she may have deep-seated insecurities about her self-worth, she does not have any doubts about her sexuality. Her opposite sign is Scorpio, who may have a tendency to use sex for gaining power and money. For Taurus, this is not the primary goal. It is a bonus. There are three key words that help in understanding Taurus sexuality. One is passion. The fact, I mean, the act of mating unleashes some intense and overpowering emotions in the Taurus women. She feels an ardent affection and love for her mate that surpasses the bounds of the merely physical, of the merely physical. Her mind also reaches out and her hopes and fantasies become bound to the beloved. The communication she expresses during the heights of passion is possibly some of the most important she has to offer. For the Taurus women, sex is multifaceted. There is something healing and soothing about it, about its intensity. She never feels better, more alive, and stimulated than off than after some good hard sex. The Taurus woman is a creature of enormous sensuality. She is most happy when all her senses are being titillated at the same time. Conceivably, she could have sex while eating a bonbon, listening to a Rachmaninoff concerto, having a foot massage, and sniffing a lily of, of the valley. Body contact is important to the Taurus woman as she welcomes being touched. Signals of affection such as a kiss, a gentle squeeze of the buttocks, a brush of the hand over a breast, or a, bright, or a bite on the neck really turns her on. Her fantasy stimulation begins immediately and it is then difficult to, for her to get her mind on anything else. The Taurus woman's sexuality has a strong procreative dimension. She has a tremendous need and drive to bear children and I feel like that's just earth because earth what does earth represent earth is creation you know it it brings things into the material world so um these I feel like I don't know just my pain I feel like the earth bodies especially Taurians um because they're earth and female um well Virgo is too um but I feel like they will be the most fertile, in my opinion, uh, besides cancer, because cancer is the moon and, you know, like cancer rep- represents all that stuff, too, kind of um, just water. Uh, OK, so it says even with her somewhat amb- ambient attitude towards motherhood, the sight of ba- a baby's bottom will send hormones rushing through her bloodstream. Being of the earth, she is in it knowledge of the pur- purpose of procreation and will not feel completely fulfilled as a person unless she brings forth a child to nurture, embrace, and teach. If for some reason she cannot bear children herself, she will not hesitate to adopt. She makes a wonderful foster parent, and a few of her friends would give the slightest thought to leaving their children with every anyone else. You can be sure that if she doesn't have children of her own, those of her friends and relatives will come to regard her as a second mother. When she is aroused, the Taurus woman suddenly demands satisfaction. She is most comfortable 
when having sex in long, lazy bouts with time out for popcorn, soda, and a gooey desert. Then it's back into the sack. She is happiest when having sex in her own bed or in natural surroundings that are comfortable for her. Her bedchamber will be plush, executed, and laid back, good taste, full of beautiful appointments, and subtly understand, understated. She may use yards and yards of rose-colored fabric and lace to create a comfortable nest, or she may create a subtle artistic illusion. Whatever the style, you can be sure it will provide a dramatic backdrop for her and her mate to settle for a night of serious lovemaking. With a canopy of stars over her head, she can be pleased under a grape arbor in a grassy meadow or on a bed of leaves, dispelling the heat of her sex into the earth. Beneath her can make her soar to new heights, and she'll take her partner right along with her. All right, so as you can see, you know, Torian's it's all about that good sex, you know what I mean? Like, they're all about experiencing straight-up passion. Like, they're Scorpion sisters, you know? Like, they are about feeling and connecting their emotions with sex, not just, you know, talking, not just banging it out. You know, like, let's say, like, an Aries is very quick and hard, you know? Taurus wants to feel and experience all of her body being loved and caressed and touched. Okay, so love and sex. It says, because the Taurus woman's nature is binary, she is constantly seeking to unite the two parts. Sex and love are no exception. She recognizes that there is a close relationship between the two, but her logic sometimes confuses her. It usually follows that if a man loves her, he wants to have sex with her. This does not necessarily mean that if a man wants to have sex with her, He loves her. Her need for love and affection is as strong as her need for sex. Without love, she can feel as empty as as a shell from which uh, life has fled. The Taurus woman wants pleasure more than excitement. Her greatest block to receiving is that she let her mind get in the way. She can be too analytical. Sex is the sharing for deep emotion, pleasures, attaching to many other things to it will block fulfillment. She does not seek to take charge of the sexual relationship and is willing to follow the lead of her mate. She wants to accommodate him and will probably even try anal sex to please him, although she may complain that it hurts. She has little tolerance for pain, but often embraces mild discomfort if it enhances the totality of sexual passion. Although she appreciates lusty sex, the warmth and affection that follow are what she really craves. The tourist woman can go to extremes in everything. She is constantly torn between a need for sex and a longing for security. Because her sexual need is so great, she may turn to nymph- nymph- nymphomania or prostitution for gratification. But she is usually very conventional and wants a home life complete with children. She can assume the role of an active or passive partner, but in, uh, but in heterosexual and homosexual relationships. Once the Taurus woman has taken the steps, the step into lesbianism, she does so with all the passion of her sign. She retains. <clears throat> oh man. Okay, so <clears throat> where was I at? Um. Okay, so 
think it was at, um, I'm sorry if I repeated because I forgot where I was at and I had to go do something really quick. So, um, it says the Taurus woman's sexual response pattern and intercourse seems to be the following. Number one, total fascination with the object of her desire and she will have well laid plans for getting him into bed. Two, slow seductive arousal in an atmosphere heavy with romance in which her inhibit. And inhibitions are peeled away layer by layer as her temperature slowly rises. Three, total involvement of the emotions and the mind building to a slow natural orgasm or peak. Four, orgasm in which the body shakes and continues periodic spasms for a long time. She need only need to, the touch of her lover at this time to send her into a complete and ecstatic oblivion. Five, complete feeling of release with the soothing and, 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 and analgesic effect on the entire body. <clears throat> Some of her innermost desires and feelings can raise to the surface at this time, and an attentive lover will do well to listen and communicate. It can only enhance the next sexual union, which is sometimes only minutes away. So it says, what kind of lover she needs? Okay. Like Venus, Taurus shines with reflected light. She reflects true beauty not only in the things she gathers around her, but also in the men she chooses. To really appeal to the Taurus woman, a man must be beautiful. Younger men often capture her heart, for they have not lost the beauty of youth. If they are well-muscled and powerful, so much the better. Um, there is a wide spectrum of types that appeal to her. In general, her man should be well-proportioned, handsome, and muscular. She likes a man with a strong interest in, in sex and a high sex drive who knows what he's doing. She will be satisfied with diminished amounts of both if he gives her a lot of love and respect. She likes to be dominated by a man who is all man. Being eternally feminine, she looks for the best the male species has to offer. Her fantasies are type her fantasies are types more than spe- specific bodies. Cowboys with rugged faces and tough beards, the typical Marlboro ad fill much of the bill. She has a penchant for nature types, such as a California surfer or a deep-sea sponge diver, and for men from exotic places. A man who holds her, fondles her, spends time getting her in the proper mood, possesses her, and takes her for all he is worth, while nipping her, kneading her, and shouting his love. Such a man is her idea of good sex. It helps if he also has repetitive powers, for once is never enough for the goddess of love. Her throat is one of her most sensitive parts, and she has an unusual enthusiasm for oral sex. Linda Lovelace, in Deep Throat, was undoubtedly a Taurus. She also likes to have oral sex performed on her. And Soixante Nuf, oh, 69, is one of her favorite sexual appetizers. Um, She is generally not turned on by kinky, kinky sex aids. She dislikes the smell of amyl nitrate and prickly condoms prevent her from feeling the penis in its natural state. She prefers the thinnest, most transparent condom with only lubrication, if any at all is needed to supplement her copious juices. She does, however, maintain a full array of dental dams flavored lubricants for her chosen one. She may even consent by the use of a well-placed libido, but will want it supplemented by her real thing before the sex session is complete. If she does not have control of her perpetual self-doubt, if she continually berates herself, or if she was abused physically or emotionally as a child, she may become a masochist. 
Whipping and strangulation are routes she then chooses. Anger illusion is of the utmost importance. She may put the man in the role of a mass burglar who has come to steal her possessions and in the process makes her submit to all kinds of sexual acts. Strange as it may seem, the post-sex warmth, communication, and feeling of fulfillment are as intense as this time as during her more conventional sexual phases. Her normally down-to-earth idea of sex slash love coupling can be forgotten temporarily. If she is far away from home, the tourist woman never travels without a secret stash of her favorite condoms. Always discreet, she knows what to ask and how to ask it. If she is reasonably sure her actions will not be recorded, a taxi driver in London, a bellboy in Hong Kong, or a seatmate on a plane to Atlanta may be the recipient of her sexual favors. The tourist woman has a a knack for making things that appear less than acceptable quite normal for her. In our current era of sexual fear, she has the capacity to distinguish caution from paranoia. She can move forward to embody the earth goddess and merge her self-image with her inner reality. What she needs to learn, Taurus must learn that that the needs of the body do not always mesh with her inner concepts of beauty and reality. Her remembrance of a remote ideal past when inner realities match outward manifestations of love and sex often causes dissatisfaction with the way things are. The flesh must be given and due, but her idealistic need for romance and beauty must also be met. The Taurus woman will not find love by controlling the people around her, her environment, or the many beautiful things she owns. If she really loves herself, she will attract what she needs. If she really trusts it in others... Um, she will find that they, they shower her and with the affection and love that she really desires. She must not invest her emotions in people who are not truly worthy of them. She is the eternal optimist, believing that if she loves people enough, they will return that love. To seldom is this the case that she often turns these failures inwards and blames herself. This is a clear example of her tenacity and stubbornness getting in the way of an honest appraisal of people. There is a time to remain silent and a time to speak out. The Taurus woman needs to let her mate know what she wants. Otherwise, frustration and repressed anger will follow. Her nature qualities, her nurturing qualities often cause her to overlook one of her other principles. Take a step really quick. I'm telling you guys, I've been having to stop a lot, so... I'm I'm working on it. I hope this comes out the way you guys like it. Um Okay. Okay, yeah. So it says there is a time to remain silent and time to speak out. The Taurus woman needs to let her mate know what she wants, otherwise frustration and repressed anger will follow. Her nurturing qualities often cause her to overlook one of the other principles gives and take give and take. She makes sure she gets hers in bed, and she can make sure she gets hers in life, too. Another healthy revelation of her is that sex and love do not necessarily have to be coupled all the time. The casual affair is often as satisfying for her and not nearly as draining. It's a good opportunity to release some of her excessively romantic energies. It follows, therefore, that she must learn when to experiment. Love and sex will not come knocking on her door. She must move out and try different patterns with when she feels the urge. 
When Taurus feels that her body is out of balance, she needs to look for the force that is at work for the source of the energy that is overtaking her. Perhaps she needs to practice moderation in her sexual appetites. Or maybe envy and jealousy are at the root of her problem. She may be experiencing the effects of repressed or misinterpreted anger, or she may be subconsciously denying herself some pleasure because of her intense sense of duty. Okay. Um, And then it says, summing up Taurus, much of the Taurus woman's energy is used in gaining control. She feels that material wealth will provide her with security, happiness in turn. More than any other sign, Taurus carries unhealthy tendencies toward gross materialism. She also tries to exercise too much control over those around her. Not so much for the power that brings, but more for the sake of their best interests. She must learn that everyone has to develop a sense of their, a sense of their, um, oh, come on. She's stepping all over this stuff. Okay. A sense of their own interests and learning to fulfill their unaided, um, yeah, fulfill them unaided. She, um, she brings more for the sake of their interest. She, she must learn that everyone has to develop a sense of their own, um, best interests and learn to develop them unaided. Her strict self-control can make her quite introspective. Her deep-seated feeling of of inadequacy drives her to seek approval from those around her. When it pays off, she could accept it and enjoy it. The evolved Taurus woman will seek a balance between giving and receiving. The Taurus woman is sharply focused on life's basics. She believes a comfortable home and a family are important as a career. As she develops, she will learn that combining the two successfully can enhance her feeling of security. However, her many virtues and positive attitudes can be sub- if she becomes too greedy for the material things she loves. Being too possessive can antagonize those she works so hard to comfort. Her natural giving nature is to be admired and she should develop a sense of pride about it. The Taurus woman determines to live without making mistakes often sets her up for failure, which in turn reinforces her fears of inadequacy. She is tolerant of others but judges herself too severely. She needs to release herself from the false encumbrances of self-doubt and regenerate her values. Her great love of nature and knowledge of the cosmos will aid her as she grows her expansive view of life and of the order of things. Will teach her that there is more to living than possessing. Freed from the burden of too many possessions and the responsibility they bring, Taurus will be able to flow with the changes she encounters. Her innermost being will soar and her generous nature will emerge to secure coming generations. The earth goddess will be reborn. So... Once you let once once you balance that um once you balance that whole you know like materialistic stuff and other things you guys you seem to you will come into a more happier version of your life. So that is the end of that book. So here's the next one, which is the erotic astrology, and it says for Taurus, sensible and concerned with the practical necessities of life, Taurus is generally considered the earthiest of the three earth signs your tranquil easygoing nature inclines toward beauty and harmony in all things introverted you prefer to sit back and wait for opportunity to come knocking unswerving your devotion to physical reality and the security of the tangible world you're not attracted to the realm of nebulous ideas your friends and relations 
Count on you for material help and support because you take your commitment seriously. Home and family come first with you, and you're not likely to run off at the first sign of trouble. As a member of one of the most reliable zodiac signs, you carefully guard your image of respectability. Despite your good nature and imitable sense of humor, you dislike being made to look foolish. Although not actually lazy, the bull patiently refuses to waste energy. Better at finishing projects than starting them. You think and plan, but have an awful time taking the first step. Although you cannot be rushed when left to your own devices, you do a great job. On an emotional level, however, bulls can be totally clueless, remarkably, remarkably ignorant of your own inner makeup. You have limited understanding of what makes people tick and virtually no interest in finding out. Naturally reticent, you rarely share your inner thoughts with anyone, and sometimes you, your loved ones may feel shut out. But that's only if the, you know, the tourist doesn't really know you or um, doesn't really vibe with you. I feel like if they don't really vibe with you well they won't open up and yeah they will seem like they are not really interested at all um it says in bed sexually those born under the sign of the bull are deeply passionate although somewhat reserved fearful of rejection you prefer to draw love to you rather than pursue it openly since Taurus is naturally charming alluring and sexy you probably have little trouble attracting romantic partners when intimately involved with someone you make a caring considerate lover however you require a lot of affection and consideration in return and thrive on flattery and compliments. To, to you, good sex usually means sensuous, passionate, and uncomplicated physical relationship. Your ideas about love tend to be traditional. You refuse to play games. You don't make promise that you can't keep. You are naturally seductive, and when you overcome your inhi- inhibitions, you're capable of deaths of passion that will leave your lover gasping for a breath. <coughs> <coughs> oh, goodness. Um, let me take a sip. Okay. Excuse me, you guys. Um. It says your ideas about love tend to be traditional. You refuse to play games and you don't make promises that you can't keep. You're naturally seductive, and when you overcome your inhibitions, you're capable of death of passion that will leave your lover gasping for breath and begging for more. Once your libido has been let loose, you're a very demanding lover. However, you're set in your ways and not generally given to kinky, badour behavior or radical sexual experimentation. If your love life is in all other things, you cannot be rushed. Your sensuality, generosity, affectionate nature... And legendary staying power make you an excellent lover and sex is closely tied to your love of pleasure and luxury. You absolutely adore everything that is sensual and romantic from satin sheets, flowers, perfume, and music to champagne, chocolates, exotic fruit, and other delicious edible treats. Your bedmate is practical, guaranteed, a sexual experience that is joyful, pleasurable, and extremely satisfying. You know what sounds amazing after hearing that? Strawberry, uh, chocolate covered strawberry sounds so good. I might have to, like, Instacart or something, something like that. I don't know. But right now, I just want to be pampered. Um, I feel a little hungry, too, and I wouldn't mind something a little sweet, but not, like, grossly, like, nasty. Um, Okay, so turn-offs and turn-ons. It says, 
Taurus is arguably the most sensuous sign in the zodiac. You thoroughly enjoy the one-on-one aspect of romantic relationships and the effect, the affection and intimacy it provides. In private, you make an intense bedmate, <clears throat> one who is happy to have the sensual encounters continue all night long. Sexually, Taurus is the energizer bunny of the zodiac. You thrive on unhurried nights of life of love play, literally punctuated with amorous convert conversation erotic fantasy and an occasional indulgence in food and drink the bull craves a partner who is loving yet strong and practical the suitor who arrives bearing gifts and kind words easily wins your heart since Taurus is responsive to both material goods and heartfelt compliments making you feel safe and secure is a smart strategy for any potential lover what you want most is to live in a comfortable world and have a special someone to share it with one night stands are not your style. You regard lovemaking as an art, and when you go to bed with someone, it's to make love, not to have sex. Elegant surroundings, sensuous perfume, silky fabrics, soft music, and sex play involving delectable delicacies such as whipped cream or chocolate or guaranteed turn-ons. You particularly enjoy being kissed around the neck and throat, and having your skin g- gently stroked sets your whole body on fire. For you, making love is a process that inevitably involves wooing and protracted foreplay luxury loving and pleasure oriented you take your time in bed your ideal lover moves in slowly savoring every moment and builds gradually to a powerful climax so here is the sexual synergy and this is taurus with all 12 zodiac signs so taurus with aries you two tend to approach life quite differently yet despite your differences passionate romantic aries poses an irresistible chance challenge to sensuous affectionate romantic Taurus. even when your ideas are pulled apart life is a lot more interesting <clears throat> when slow mo- slowly moving Taurus and fiery aries form an intimate um alliance um Taurus with Taurus. this may not be the most exciting romantic combination but it's rock solid each of you is steady reliable practical and devoted to home and family a close relationship between you is virtually guaranteed to be emotionally comforting and Sexually satisfying, boredom poses the only threat to a happy, long-lasting union. Taurus with Gemini. Sexually and emotionally, both partners find a romantic union stimulating, exciting, and satisfying. However, the bull is likely to grow weary of hearing Gemini chatter on and on, and the swift-moving twin could become increasingly annoyed by Taurus's slow reactions and stubborn, plotting nature. Taurus with Cancer. Sexually and romantically, this is a near-perfect match. Both are homebodies and appreciate the simple joys of a comfortable domestic life. Even so, difficulties may arise because Taurus is stubborn and intricable, Cancer is moody and thin-skinned, and neither of you is inclined to talk about what's really bothering you. Taurus with Leo, be prepared for a battle of will between the resistible force Leo and immovable object Taurus. So this can be a surprisingly loving and successful romantic union. Each of you is affectionate and loyal, and you share a desire of luxury and the many other goodies life has to offer. Taurus with Virgo. This pair is nicely matched sexually, and lovemaking is erotic and intense. Virgo may be slower to arouse, but Taurus's patience is legendary. With tenderness and affection, the bull easily melts the virgin's reserve. This twosome works well as long as Virgo avoids criticism and Taurus keeps overindulgences to a minimum. Taurus with Libra, both love peace and harmony and strive to avoid conflict and tension as much as possible. The affable sweetness in each of your natures makes for a pleasant relationship. While the bull's stability is persistent anchors, the scales airy indecisiveness 
indecisiveness, Libra's easygoing approach to life can drive Taurus up a wall. Taurus with Scorpio, the magnetic attraction you feel for each other it can overcome any lack of common interest, and a physical relationship between you can be inter- intense and long-lasting. Even so straightforward, Taurus may be put off by the sly Scorpion's deviousness, and thin-skinned Scorpio can misinter- misinterpret the bull's playful sense of humor. Taurus and Sagittarius. Despite their lack of commonality, Taurus is drawn to outgoing, exciting, fun-loving Sagittarius. The passionate bull may enjoy the archer's lusty sexuality, but it's easily irked by a Sagittarius' devil-may-care attitude toward love. Taurus is settled and longs for security, and Sagittarius is a gambler and wanderer. Taurus with Capricorn. This pairing of Earth signs usually results in a good match. Both of you want the emotional material security of a stable, long-lasting relationship. Each of you has a strong sexual needs and desires. However, the ghost passion often burns well beneath the surface, and the bull may have to bring it out. Taurus with Aquarius. The only traits you to have in common our stubbornness and reluctance to change your ways. Even so, Taurus may be intrigued by the free-willing water bearer's openness to sexual experimentation and willingness to explore new erotic techniques and fixed Aquarius is likely to appreciate the bull's loyalty and and dependability. Taurus with Pisces. In bed, sensual romantic Taurus can easily get caught up in Pisces' dreamy erotic fantasies. The lovemaking between you two is likely to be sensuous and satisfying. But intimately, the pragmatic, straightforward bull could be irritated by the enigmatic, impractical fish's inability to deal with day-to-day realities. Alright, so that is it, you guys. That's it for the Taurus sex and relationship episode. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. If you didn't, I'm really sorry. But as you guys know, the circumstances, I am not feeling well. Um... Um, my energy, like I said, it takes a lot of energy for me to do anything. So I'm going to go ahead and head off and probably either take a nap or just relax for a little bit. Um, or get some kind of lunch or snack or something and see if maybe I can, that'll help me feel better. So I hope you guys please stay safe out there. Really stay safe because from what I heard, it seems like this crap is picking back up again. So be safe, you know, um, do what you can to keep your immune system up and everything else. Take care of that gut. That gut is going to be your best defense and everything. And, you know, like, I'm proud that we got through another Taurus season and can't wait to talk to you guys in Gemini season. I love you guys so much. If you want to, um, you know, um, follow me anywhere, just, um, you know, I have a, at the charming Libra Twitter and at the charming Libra on IG They're They're not very active, but I will, I will definitely, um, if you want to DM me and ask me any questions about like, maybe like your, I don't know, like your chart or like something about you and your like, you know, persons or whatever or you know like things like that please do it or just say hi I'd love to talk to you guys so um it will help keep me company so um I love you guys so much and uh you guys take care bye